My name is Jose Vargas, and I am on a mission to help you create breakthroughs in your personal and professional life so that you can grow and lead your life with excellence. Welcome, everyone, to the Jose Vargas Show. This podcast was created for leaders to help leaders strategize to create breakthroughs so that you can lead yourself and others effectively. I am your host, Jose Vargas. Thank you so much for listening. So today I'm honored to be talking to a special guest um, where we will speak on money, life, and leadership, and how regardless of where you start, you can change the trajectory in your life. I'm joined by Anthony O'Neill. He is the number one best-selling author, financial expert, and host of a popular online series, The Table with Anthony O'Neill. He has appeared on Good Morning America, The Tamron Hall Show, and Rachel Ray, among others. And since 2015, Anthony has served at Ramsey Solutions, where he teaches young adults how to budget, live without debt, avoid student loans, and build real wealth for their future. Anthony O'Neill, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I really appreciate you, man. Jose, man, thanks so much for having me on, man. It's such an honor to be on your show. and looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anthony, when I was a teenager, I first heard this term um, in West Virginia um, by a lady named Cheryl, Br- Cheryl Brady. She said this. She said that success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you right now, you've been leading your life. You've, you're making a difference in people's lives all across America and in the world. Um, would you share with our audience a little snippet of your story? You know, where did you come from? How did you get to where you are in life right now? And what is your vision moving forward? Man, you know, when I think about the little clues and the little stuff that I've left behind and I've learned from my past, man, I always have to go back to grew up in a very strong uh, Christian faith home. It's so funny that you mentioned Cheryl Brady. She started actually in the same city uh, that I grew up in, um, in the Raleigh-Durham area. And so, um, you know, that's where I grew up at with a very strong uh, father, stepmother, very strong mother and a stepfather, four loving parents. Um, and you know, I had two important conversations, Jose, growing up. Number one was, uh, about the law, how not to go to hell, but how to make it into heaven. And then number two was how to avoid the law, the physical law, as far as in the police. And if I get approached by uh, the police, here's what you do so you can make it home safe. But no one had a conversation with me about money. No one talked to me about how to build wealth, how to start a business. Uh, The only conversation around money was when you get your money, give 10% to the church. And so when I graduated high school, man, I graduated knowing God, knowing what to do with the law, but not, but didn't know anything or didn't know what to do when it comes to life. How do I live on a daily basis? And so got into college, made a lot of dumb mistakes, man. I'm just going to be real in your show, bro. I, I, I made some very dumb, immature, stupid decisions. Uh, that I wrapped up about $35,000 in uh, consumer debt, uh, made some bad decisions in schools. And unfortunately, um, it cost my college experience. So I had to drop out of school. And then I picked the wrong friends. My fathers were upset at me. And I was like, hey, you can't come home. Since you think you're a grown man, you go be a grown man. Go live with the consequences that your choices have brought on to you. And so, you know, with all the pride inside of me, I didn't try to make it right with my parents because I thought I had friends. I thought I had people who loved me. Uh, but come to find out, I didn't. I had people who liked me when I was on the top, but I was on the bottom. No one wanted to be there for me. And mm. so uh, at the age of 19, I'm $35,000 in debt and I'm homeless. 
sleeping in the back of my car because of the decisions that I made. And it was, in, it was during that season that I quickly realized that, that the caliber of my present was being determined by the choices I made in my past. And mm. if I want to change my future, then I got to change my decisions starting that day. And so I tell everyone this, that the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you made today. That's and so also the caliber, of your, uh, the caliber of your future, the quality of your future is also determined by the quality of the relationships you have connected to you. And so today at the age of 36, turning 37 this year, brother, I'm so grateful for, the, uh, for another, another year, hopefully if I make it, that um, I'm 100% debt free. You know, I own everything that I have except for my mortgage. Um, you know, I'm able to travel around the world, helping people understand and having a real relevant and relatable conversation around what is the true definition of success. How do we really build wealth? And let's have an honest conversation about money. Why is debt the wrong route to go? You don't need to leverage debt. No, you need to avoid debt. So you can start building uh, generational wealth and legacy wealth uh, for, your, for you and your family. And so when I think about my future, man, it's all about a lot of people call me a financial guru or a financial expert. And I get it. That's what the politics that my publicists have to put out there. But I'm neither or, man. I'm a student. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've made some mistakes in my past. I've learned from my past and I'm making mistakes today. I'm learning from those mistakes, but I'm surrounded by people who are smarter than me, wiser than me. And I'm taking all that stuff in. What I'm doing is I'm coming back and I'm just teaching what I'm learning. I'm teaching mm-hmm. from my experiences. So that's a little bit about me, my background wow. story and why I'm on here with you today, my brother. Well, no, that's that's so powerful, man. I mean, there's so much, un, you know, to unpack in that, uh, you know, brief statement that you made. But I mean, so let's just switch gears for a moment here. So now we I'm sure you agree with this, you know, that life is basically based on your story as well is interconnected. Yeah. You know how one aspect of our lives will ultimately influence, uh, if not impact the other area of our lives. So, Anthony, do you believe that how a leader manages his or her money? will have an impact on how that leader leads through throughout their lives, how they come across and how they lead in their organization. Yeah, man, stewardship is key. You know, um, I look at my friends, how do you steward manage your money? Um, if you manage your money in an irresponsible way, then that means you manage your life in an irresponsible way. That means you will, you will manage your family in an irresponsible way. If you cannot, as a single person, as a single leader, uh, steward, manage your uh, resources well, then that means that leader, the leader, particular leader, cannot manage and steward um, its leadership skills well. You know, that's one thing that I'm very, very big on, even within myself. I have to challenge myself. You know, I just uh, got into a car accident um, over the last two, three weeks. And so, you know, now I have the opportunity to go buy a brand new car. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. Let's, you know, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's go buy your dream, dream, dream car. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute there, buddy. Sometimes I got to check myself. Like, yeah, let's go buy a nice car uh, because you can afford it. But ne- let's not go into your emergency funds so you can be driving a real, real nice car. No, 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 no. I have to challenge myself when it comes to stewardship uh, because if I can't steward myself well, then I'm not going to be stewarding a family well. I'm not going to steward relationships well. I'm not going to steward my responsibilities well because I firmly believe to whom much is given, much is required. And if you want more, then you have to be good with the little that you have. When we we can be good stewards and manage the little that we have now, whether that's uh, 
$40,000 a year, $50,000 a year, or half a million dollars a year, whatever that number is, you have to manage that well. So that way, when you are blessed with more, when you do come into more, you're not blown away and you're not stewarding it um, off, but you can steward it well. Mm, that's so good. Yes. You know, so a person listening to you right now, they're agreeing, they're saying, yeah, yeah Anthony, but I'm making this amount of money. I'm making, you know, like you said, I'm making 40, 50, thousand dollars mm-hmm. uh, a year, or, or I'm making $60,000 in my company or my business. Yeah. So what can that leader begin to do today to, to begin to make those changes in their life or organization? You know, your number one wealth building tool is your income. But here's the next thing you got to understand. How do we build true wealth is margin. It's not about having a large income. It's about what do you have left over? I know several people, uh, Jose, uh, who have a million dollars income a year, uh, but they're broke. Mm. You know, I'm more wealthier than them. You know, and I don't make a million dollars a year and when it comes to a gross uh, perspective. Uh, so um, I know several people who, are mi- who make millions of dollars a year, but their net worth is not a million, <laughs> okay? Mm. But I know people, school teachers, who make fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, but check this out. Their net worth is a million dollars plus. Why? Mm. Because they've created margin. And so for some practical things when it comes to leaders today, if you say, hey, I only make $45,000, $55,000 a year. Okay, cool, great. Here's the very first thing you got to do. When it comes to stewarding well, take debt off of the table. Okay, mm-hmm. the borrower is slave to the lender. Why is it, Jose? Oh man, you got me preaching over here, brother. You shouldn't <laughs> have said. You shouldn't have said Cheryl Brady. But why is it that we work Monday through Friday? Yes, we go through on. all this labor to get to Saturday and Sunday to go to Gucci, to go to the mall, to go get our hair done, to give everyone else the fruit of our labor Seriously. and come back home. And we have no fruit for us to partake in. No, mm-hmm. everybody else, Gucci, a family's last name, Wells Fargo to go get a car loan, a family's last name. Uh, we go to all these other families and make them wealthier, make them richer. And we come back home to our families broke. We work Monday through Friday to give our money to someone else you want to be a good steward man here's the very first thing is live below your means Mm. okay i don't care if you make forty-five thousand dollars. go get you an apartment or get you a mortgage that's 25 percent of your take-home pay okay i don't care if you want to buy a brand new car that's the dumbest decision you can make with your money it drops in value as soon as you pull off the lot go buy you a quality used car I make high six figures. I still purchase a three to five-year-old used car because I want to be wise. I don't want to blow my money away or throw my money away. No, I'm trying to build wealth. I'm trying to leave a legacy. I'm trying to leave my family with joy, peace, uh, freedom, uh, wealth, wisdom, knowledge, you name it. I'm trying to be that. I can't leave them Gucci and Louis Vuitton bags and fake hair and fake nails. I can't leave them that stuff. Right. You know, so for me, if you want to be a leader, number one is start thinking about how can you create margin? You create margin by living below your means. Once you live below your means, it'll take that off of the table completely and really start, you know, investing into your 401ks, investing into a Roth IRAs, start looking into some real estate and some property that you can purchase and flip for your family or and hold for your family. Uh, but you got me going on a rant. I'm going to say, no, no, that, no, that's you know? great, man. Keep going. Keep- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, When I hear that complaint all the time, I don't have the money to build wealth. Yes, you do. One of my good friends, fellow um, 
a comrades here. Chris Hogan wrote a book called Everyday Millionaire, and he talks about and he interviews uh, all these people who have built a net worth of a million dollars plus. The top three, Jose, the top three, I'm going to say this one more time. The top three are not your doctors. They're not your lawyers. They're not your celebrities. No, the top three everyday millionaires are teachers, accountants, and firemen. Mm. Teachers, accountants, and police and firemen. Why? Because they're taking advantage of the matches. They're taking advantage of paying off their mortgage. They're taking advantage of really understanding, I have to live below my means. Mm. Can you imagine being a school teacher and you retire with three, four million dollars in your bank account? Mm. Check this out. And a lot of people don't understand this. When you have that kind of money sitting in your investments, you don't have to withdraw the three, four million dollars. You can live off of the interest that the three or four million dollars is accumulating for you. So three to four million dollars can pretty much send you about sixty thousand dollars a year. You can live off of 60 grand a year. Now, you can take out a half a million dollars, pay off the rest of your stuff if you want. Uh, But, you know, you can get creative, man. But, man, I'm going to be quiet. I'm, I'm gonna be quiet, man. No, I'm, no this I'm, is some good. This is some good stuff, man. You're definitely dropping some gold up in here, man. I appreciate that. Um, so you know, and, and going back to what you said a little bit, you know how how some I think I think more than never, you know, people who make those excuses, people mm-hmm. who who say, "But I only make this," you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think oftentimes we're we're persuaded or influenced by our culture, right? Social mm-hmm. media, and, and you know, trying to trying to live up to the Jonases, basically. Um, so anyways, but how can, if someone who's listening right now, um, how can that person who is stuck, um, how can they begin to uh, take that journey to become all who they were created to be, to get out of debt, you know, become the leader worth following? Um, and how can they become that leader that basically wants to be doing the things that they were created to do? Uh, throw your excuses out the table, man. Not say mm. out the table, but but yeah. out the window, man. I mean, it's it's uh, how do I say this? The greatest enemy to our success is our excuse. I'm gonna say that again. And that's good. The greatest <laughs> enemy to our success is our excuse. What's our excuse? Jose, is to remain comfortable. You see, you see, man, oh man, I love this podcast, bro. You got you got you got me going, brother. You got me going early in the morning. Um, see, when when I look at people and I say, man, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm uh, what I hear people say is they're fearful to mm. step outside of the unknown. They are fearful to step outside of their comfort zone. So now their excuse is. Uh, no, I just can't. No, 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 no. Throw the excuse out the window. Yes. And be willing to be uncomfortable. Be willing to fail. Okay. Be willing to fail because when you fail, you learn. When you learn, you improve. When you improve, you grow. And you can't grow. You can't build something solid if you're not willing to improve. You can't improve if you're not learning. And you're not learning if you're not failing. And you're for sure not failing if you're not willing to be uncomfortable. Man, uh, true story, man. I, I'll be real. You know, I, there's no secret. I'm a black man, you know. And and if you do your research on Ramsey Solutions, where I work, 95% of a, the organization is white. When I got the call to come join uh, Ramsey's team, you know, I was a little nervous because n- pretty much no one in the building looked like me. No one in the building came from my culture. Uh, but my God said, hey, I didn't call you to speak to black people. I mm-hmm. called you to speak to all people. I've called you to help all people. 
If you're going to be a leader within my kingdom, you need to be able to be able to talk to all people, help all people, not just people who think like you, who talk like you, who look like you, who may even process things like you, but go talk to that Republican. Go talk to that Democrat. Go talk to that white man. Go talk to that Hispanic person. And I was like, well, God, I, I just never done it before. He said, good, because when you step outside of your comfort zone, you step inside of your faith zone. And when you're inside your faith zone, you're trusting me to lead your path. You're trusting me to keep you covered. I was like, all right, God, cool, great. When I got here, I was like, you know how many mistakes I've made? You know how many stuff I've said that I should not have said? You know how many things I've done that I should not have done? But also, let's talk about do you know how many rooms I've been in that I would have never been in if I would have stayed with inside of my comfort zone? Do you know how much money I've made that I would have never been able to make if I was still with inside of my comfort zone? I could have made the excuse to stay comfortable. But I said, you know what? No, nothing extraordinary is going to happen inside of my comfort zone. So when I stepped out, yes, I stepped out, I failed, but I learned, I have improved, and I have grown. And I'm still failing. I'm still learning. I'm still improving, and I'm still growing. But because of that one decision, my family's future is changing. Because of that one decision, my kids' kids' kids will know my name. Because of that one decision, I'm touching more people uh, who do not look like me. I'm having conversations with people who do not agree with me on things politically or even things spiritually. I have conversations with, with Muslims and I have conversations with, uh, with Jehovah Witnesses, you name it. And I have great, healthy conversations because I'm willing to be uncomfortable. Wow. <laughs> That's so good, man. I want you to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> man, I wish we had all the time in the world. Oh, no, man. no, I you know, that, I love it, man. This is great, Anthony. You know, the greatest enemy to our success is our excuse. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's keeping people stuck right now is the excuse that they're telling themselves. Absolutely. You know, I mean, what's keeping you from your job promotion? Your excuse. Mm. You're not willing to get out there and do the thing that you need to be doing. You know, what's keeping you from being married? Your excuse. What's your excuse? Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You know, I desire to be married, man. You know, I've, I've made some poor decisions. I've treated ladies wrong in the past. Uh, but God told me, you're going to stay single until you make the right decision to check some things internally that you need to check. Because I'm not going to trust you with my queen, with my daughter, if you don't have the right mindset as a man. And mm -hmm. so I had to check myself and like, all right, man, let's go see a therapist. Let's go sit down and talk. Um, nothing majorly wrong, but there are some things that I can improve on as a man, just being right. real. Right. And so I think all of us have to sit back and ask ourselves, what's the excuse? Why are you not wealthy? Why are you living paycheck to paycheck? Because you want to look like the Joneses? You want to please them? Because you want to go out there and, and, and have all this stuff look like you have the money, but you don't have any money? You know, mm -hmm. why? Why? You know, when, when I think about a singles people, man, in this thing, man, it, it just frustrates me. There's this uh, uh, thing going around in the social media world talking about high value men and high value ladies and um, you need this and that. And I'm like, man, listen, man, you don't need none of that. What you need to do is be you. That's right. So people make excuses. Well, I need to be this. No, 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 no. You need to be you. When you are you, that's when you are in position to really receive everything that you should be receiving and you, you are in position to do everything that you are doing. Stop making excuses. Live your life. Uh, go at it hard. Have a grind. Be intentional. Be, de uh, be determined and you will be successful. Mm. Anthony, where can listeners connect with you? 
Man, you can go to anthonyneal.com for everything. You'll be able to see um, one of my most popular things I'm doing right now is called The Table with Anthony O'Neill. Uh, that's my YouTube show and podcast. Um, it's the exact same thing. So however you want to consume the content, you can download it on podcasts or you can go over and watch it on YouTube. The energy is crazy on YouTube. I ain't gonna lie to you because some of my facial expressions and me running around the table and me eating licorice and stuff like that uh, is on YouTube. Uh, but I totally understand that people uh, would enjoy listening to it, you know, in the car or while they're running or while they're working out. So uh, you can go there. And also you can check out the pod, uh, not the podcast, but the, the website for all my social media stuff. Um, I'm on your Instagrams, Facebooks, your Twitters, um, and the latest and greatest thing, which is pretty hot right now, Clubhouse. So uh, just really uh, go to anthonyneal.com. You'll find all my information there and just, just connect with me, man. We're having a real relevant and relatable conversation. Um, you, you may hear some things that you don't agree with. You know, I'm not, I'm not that polished guy. My grammar's going to be off, uh, but my heart is to be just to be real and transparent about where I'm at. You know, I'm 36 years old. I'm not Dave. You know, I'm not a multimillionaire. I'm not in my 60s. I'm not rich. No, I'm a young man building my wealth, making some mistakes, learning, and you're going to get the real uh, relevant and relatable content from me around money, relationships, and success. Man, that's so good. Anthony, man, thank you so much for adding value to my life today, um, yeah. adding value to each listener of such an honor to have you. Thank you for making time. Hey, Jose, thank you. Thank, you, man. thank, thank you. you so much, man. Thank you. What an incredible on-fire conversation. I want to thank Anthony for uh, that powerful, powerful talk um, and powerful interview conversation. Listen, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to share it right now. Share it on your social media. Share it with other leaders. Share it with people in your life. Um, but please share it. Listen, it takes time and it takes work, but together we can become a leader worth following. You don't have to remain stuck. You don't have to put up a front, but you can take actionable, practical steps to get breakthroughs and not just accept your life, but lead your life towards excellence and towards impact. Because isn't that what we want? We want to have impact in this world and we want to impact the people in our lives. I want to thank you for joining me again. Please share it on social media. That's how we keep the message going. And I'll see you soon.